And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat. I'm John Ray, alongside Frazier and Dieter, managing partner of the Alpharetta office, Roger Lesby. Roger. Hey, John. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Your team, you're, you're, you're all smiles today well, we because got, uh, you, we, we, we got your through, team had a big victory. We got through the September 15th deadline, oh, and so that was great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to travel up uh, to Pittsburgh, which was a pretty neat dinner. And then uh, Sunday, we went to the uh, uh, Washington, I still say Redskins, but Commanders yeah. and the Denver Bronco game in Denver. So that was uh, that was very exciting, very fun, and we barely came out with a win, so... All the Denver fans just quit listening. They're bitter, right? They're all college fans now. <laughs> yeah, Go right. Buffs! Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're on. They're on with Dion right now. But, uh, but, uh, and also want to welcome uh, Courtney. Courtney Michaud. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Yeah, um, delighted to have both of you here, and I know you're excited about the tax season winding down here, right? <laughs> Always. Yep, for sure, for sure. But we've got two great guests here from. The law firm of Wicker Smith. We've got Joe Manello and John Silverman. Uh, Joe, John, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great to have both of you here. Uh, How about a little introduction to Wicker Smith and how you're serving folks out there? Sure. Um, Thanks for, again, thanks for having us this morning. Um, I know John was on about a year and a half ago, so happy to introduce our firm. Uh, The full name is Wicker Smith, O'Hara, McCoy, and Ford. Uh, We go by Wicker Smith, sort of our trade name. Uh, we are a civil litigation firm uh, doing defense work. Um, we have actually 16 offices, uh, 12 in Florida, two in Georgia, one in Nashville, and one in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do defense work. Uh, we A lot of uh, medical malpractice defense, that was sort of our bread and butter for many years. That's what we based our, our uh, practice on, uh, but we represent businesses, individuals involved in any type of uh, commercial litigation, personal injury litigation, um, construction defect, um, professional liability, that type of stuff. So uh, we've been around for now 71 years. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, happy to continue to grow. We were fortunate. John and I were fortunate enough about two and a half years ago to work together to open our Atlanta office. And uh, uh, we're happy to be a part of this community uh, and look, look to see uh, further, further growth. Yeah, and that's been a great move for you, and you guys were primarily a Florida firm, and uh, so yeah, two, two years now in Atlanta, and yeah. I think that your growth has been, uh, what, exceeded expectations, right? It has, yeah. We've been, uh, I, I tell people, we're, I'm very lucky, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it has to do with the people who are with us, um, you know, John and, and our assistant, Kelly, who started, it was three of us together, mm. uh, we were in a temporary space, uh, but we, yeah, we did not expect the growth that we have, we now have eight lawyers. Uh, we have three uh, graduates who are waiting on their results. Bar results uh, in Georgia come out next month. So everyone cross your fingers on our three uh, law <laughs> clerks. Uh, so hopefully by the middle of October, we'll have 11 lawyers, uh, which is wow. uh, yes, a, a much faster growth than we, I think as a firm, we anticipated. Uh, but I think I think we, we knew we had that potential um, because uh, uh, we have a lot of good clients that were willing to send us work, which is great. A lot of faith in what we do, um, and I think we've sort of worked hard and shown that we have have that ability to take on more. So, 
It reminds me of the old days when uh, Fraser and Dieter was starting out, yeah. John, and uh, you know it was just the four of us. And, That's right. Uh, very, very small, cramped uh, office space, <laughs> and uh, because expenses were were important back then. But yep. Atlanta was a great city for us, and uh, you know we had the energy, and uh, we we worked hard, and uh, you know it was a it was a great thing. Yeah, no, it, it's it's been a great city. It's it is a uh, it's it's a wonderful city. There's a lot of opportunity. A lot of businesses are here, obviously, a lot of a variety of businesses, diversity um, that you don't see in a lot of other cities. So, yeah, this was a great opportunity. We had talked about doing this for many years as a firm, um, and we thought the time was right, and, and it, it has proven to be. Yeah, because with some of your, your national clients, uh, you used to have to refer the work out to another firm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now, of course, if, if you're here and you have a presence in Georgia, then you don't. Yes. No, and, and that was one of the drivers is we had a lot of clients would always ask, what well, do you have an office in Georgia? You have an office in Atlanta? And uh, we we wanted to stop being asked that question so we can actually say, yes, we do. And, and that, yeah, the national clients has, have really helped us. But that means that guys like you and John then have to pass the Georgia bar, oh. <laughs> uh, which of course both of you did. Yeah, I, I, well, John went first, so I. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and it was so. So that was your backup plan. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I agreed to move up here, uh, not realizing that was something I needed to do. I should have done my research beforehand, right? You know, good lawyer should have done that first. Uh, but realizing that, and then of course it was during the pandemic, so it was all remote. And so, uh, you know, you've got to, uh, I had not only had to relearn to take the bar, but I took it on a laptop in my daughter's room on a, on a folding table. So yeah, that was, oh, wow. uh, that was quite interesting. So yeah. And, and for a senior partner, that's a lot of pressure there. I mean, Courtney, imagine if we had to uh, take the CPA exam over just because we, we moved or changed States, it would be, uh, it would be ugly. No, yeah. I've heard CPA stands for can't pass again. So yes. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, when I took the bar exam now, long time ago, 1998, um, in Florida, it was in Tampa. And I was married at the time. I remember driving back from Tampa back to Orlando. And I told my wife, I will never, ever do that again. I'm never taking another bar exam. So, and this is where we are now, right? Yeah. Never say never, (laughs) right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, now you, Joe, you've got it. Speaking of starting out in law, you've got an interesting story about that. Yeah. I, I, um, as many people uh, within our firm and and other folks who know me know, I I actually started with Wicker Smith uh, in 1989 as a summer runner copy guy. Uh, I was a, after my junior year in high school. Um, uh, my dad, who was a claims manager for Hartford Insurance, Wicker Smith was his law firm, and he asked our managing partner Dick Ford if he wouldn't mind having his middle son, who was interested in going into the 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 uh, practice of law, just give him a job over the summer. And uh, so I ended up working uh, in that office. Uh, and that office had only been open for a couple of years. And that was a small office as well. I had three lawyers and I was the the copy guy, uh, runner, uh, anything they wanted me to do, I did. And uh, yeah, so 1989, I was in a summer runner. I did that for a couple of other summers while in high school and after uh, a summer in, in uh, school. Uh, and then after my Second year law school, I I approached uh, uh, Mr. Ford again and said, "Hey, would you mind if I work as a law clerk?" And he hired me again, and uh, it's 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 been a good twenty six years since then. So for sure, that's terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. So let's talk about the various areas of defense work that you do, John. Maybe you can uh, 
come in on this one. Um, just, just talk about where some of your primary concentrations are. Some of that was mentioned, but but uh, maybe you could reiterate that. Sure, absolutely. And and again, thanks for thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me again. Um, so primarily up here, um, so far, you know, we've been handling a lot of um, construction defect defense, um, premises liability defense, uh, general negligence, professional negligence, transportation a lot of a lot of transportation defense um, and we handle cases um, sometimes from you know days from an incident happening um, sometimes we get a case uh, where a lawsuit has already been filed um, so sometimes we're, we're there at the inception you know sometimes we parachute in at the you know in the 11th hour um, and assist our clients and you know setting the case up for to to go to trial and, you know, weeks or months, um, sometimes shorter. Um, and, uh, that's, that's primarily what we do. A lot of, a lot of motion practice, a lot of negotiations, um, a lot of investigation, you know, finding witnesses, locating former employees, uh, making sure that we meet with any potential witness who has anything to do with, you know, some, some surrounding incident. We just, you know, there, there, there's, there's no end to the type of investigation that we do mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to, to adequately defend these cases. So that's, that's our bread and butter. Um, you know, we're in the courtroom a lot. Um, we're arguing motions a lot, taking depositions, going through expert discovery and, and, uh, and going to trial. You know, we have a big, uh, a big trial firm where we're, we have a reputation for um, being a, being one of the biggest trial firms um, in, in the state of Florida and, Hoping to expand that into Georgia. Got it. But the trials are still backed up. I mean, with 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 COVID and everything else, uh, the, the the calendars, as I understand it, are are still backed up. And Joe, talk about some of the ways that uh, you know COVID impacted your profession and and the ways that uh, you you have to deal with things differently now. Oh yeah, no, it's um, there is still some backup. I think what you're seeing. For us in civil litigation, part of the backup is a lot of the criminal cases are still backed up. There's so many of those, and those get priority. Um, the courts have all around have done a fantastic job of working their way through to try to get these cases moved, either resolved or tried, whatever. Um, where in the past, if uh, we wanted a continuance of a trial, it was typically given. Now it's now you have to have a good reason because these courts want to process uh, through them, but. I think the courts are catching up, um, but obviously, the the long lasting effect of uh, COVID and the pandemic uh, it continues uh, with remote attendance at mediations and hearings. Um, we continue to do that, and I think there's a lot of benefit. Um, there's a there's some negative to it, um, but it's here to stay uh, because I think the courts have figured out there's a lot of things that can get done without having thirty lawyers show up at the courthouse waiting on a hearing. Um, and because you can have hearings that aren't necessarily that difficult or complicated with a lot of evidence. Um, and we can even conduct mediations, uh, that are simpler. You can do those remotely. Um, where in the past we would want to make sure we're showing things to people in person. Everybody's used to, used to watching TV now. So Mm. if you show it on a screen, it's just like being there. Uh, so, or I should say looking at their phones too, not necessarily TV anymore, (laughs) but, uh, but look at things electronically, but yeah, it has, it has changed how we practice law. We've had to 
become savvy in sharing our screen on Zoom, uh, making sure we're not on mute, which some lawyers still have not learned to do. Uh, but uh, but it has it has certainly changed, uh, made things a lot of ways more efficient. Um, but uh, it allows us to get things done more more quickly. Uh, so, but yeah, it's definitely here to stay. Yeah, we were talking about the the, the, the people automatically default to efficiency arguments about this, right? But right. there's some inefficiencies to it too. Just like anything, there's pros and cons. Yeah, and and talk about the cons. Well, and it, you know, I think one of the cons is is you never get a break. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, this is even, they say issues with people work from home, uh, used to be, you would go home cause now you're, you have a separation between work and office. Uh, but if you're attending things by remotely, then you just click off and then you go to the next thing as opposed to if I was going to a hearing at a, at a courthouse an hour away, I would just be able to sit in that car, you know, sort of mentally prepare a little bit, maybe listen to sports radio, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. uh, get, you know, get my mind straight, um, and then when I was done, have another little break. Uh, yeah. But you don't get those natural breaks anymore. Uh, even traveling, you know, traveling for experts. It would be great to go travel to great cities throughout the country for an yeah. expert deposition. You can't do that anymore because, uh, you know, most of the time you're, you're remote. Uh, mm-hmm. You're doing it from your office. I'd, talking about going to games, I would schedule football or baseball games around a deposition if I could, you know. But those things you can't do, and, and it's it uh, yes, you don't get that break that that you used to get. So, and I think it's causing you know it, it, you just feel like you're constantly going. Yeah, and and particularly when you're uh, trying to recruit additional talent, right, to help uh, alleviate that load. And yeah. and uh, speaking of that, let, let's let's talk about that. I mean, how you've been able to grow. You're obviously doing something right because there are a whole lot of firms out there that are peer firms of yours that are begging for talent, and you seem to be able to attract it. So talk about maybe you can reveal your secrets here. I, I don't know what great secret I have. I, we have gotten lucky uh, to find some really uh, good lawyers um, who, have, who have agreed to work with us. I think Part of the appeal of, of us, um, I think uh, are the lawyers who have come with us like the idea of a new office with a big firm, right? You get a lot of the benefits of a large firm, uh, but the office is just starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I interview lawyers, I talk about the challenge of that and, the, and really the opportunity. Uh, you get young lawyers who go into a big office with you know, 50 to 100 lawyers, um, they don't know when they're going to get those opportunities. Mm. Uh, but with us, with our size and uh, with the number, with the work that we have, um, giving young lawyers that opportunity to be lawyers uh, early on, uh, you know, take depositions, argue motions, attend mediations, doing more substantive work. Um, I think that was at least part of the draw for, mm. for our lawyers. Um, but it's still a challenge. It's, it's still a challenge. Um, with with the market and, and finding uh, staff, paralegals, assistants, you know, in, uh, because those those folks are also a, an important part of our growth and and uh, finding finding those types of uh, folks is is still continues to be a challenge. But you still have your clients that will say, Joe, I want you in that trial room. And, yeah. uh, and and so you've got to either do that here in Georgia or Florida or wherever that might be. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And and, and I, I count myself lucky. Um, that, that I have had great clients who have had trusted me. Um, you know, I've been asked as, as John has, has known to, I continue to go down to Florida, uh, to try cases, uh, for a particular client. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I take it as a big compliment. Um, my wife sometimes 
doesn't enjoy that, but we've, we've, uh, you know, we, we, but I, yeah, continuing to do that. Um, and, uh, I enjoy trials, so I'm happy to do it. Um, and sometimes I tell folks, it's kind of like a vacation. I'm in my zone and not dealing with everything else, but, uh, but yeah, so I've continued to do that. We're looking to try more cases up here, um, and, and try cases in Georgia and actually throughout the state. And, uh, I, I think that's that more of that's going to come. So what do we what do we do about trying to uh, get rid of or eliminate what I call a lot of the nuisance lawsuits and 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 you guys see so many of those defending your clients, John? Sure. Well, uh, well, again, you know, it's 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 kind of our job to um, you know to evaluate the case, to investigate the case, and you know, be frank with our clients um, from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and in, in the event, and, and, and we do see it sometimes, uh, you know, we, we review a, a lawsuit or a claim and we investigate it and, and it, um, you know, it appears to, to be nuisance based. Um, we just provide that analysis to our clients. We, we let them know, um, basically best case scenario, worst case scenario and provide our recommendations. And sometimes the recommendation is to, fight the claim, fight the lawsuit tooth and nail, retain experts, you know, liability, causation, damages experts. Um, and, and we're fortunate enough to have a, a number of clients who, who really are willing to um, put the money behind those defense costs um, for a positive outcome. And, and because of that, we are able um, to get out on summary judgment, which is in effect a dismissal of the case, you know, an outright dismissal of the case. Um, or sometimes we proceed to trial and, and um, you know, obtain defense verdicts. So there are mechanisms, and, and we're fortunate enough to have a, a number of clients who are willing to take principled stances mm-hmm. um, to really get to the bottom of some of these claims and, and defend them vigorously, and, um, and, and that's, uh, that's what we work on. And, and I think, you know, nuisance lawsuits have always been around. Of course. And, and obviously with the, the on, onset of lawyer advertising, we, we, we see more of it. Um, and I don't think we're ever going to be able to stop it. Um, I think what our approach is, uh, we're going to aggressively defend cases. Um, and, uh, we're going to show that it's, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy to even get that nuisance value out of a case. And I think that's what we have instilled in our lawyers in our office and throughout our firm um, is that we aggressively going to defend every case, regardless of potential value, because you never know what that, what a jury's two years down the road is going to think of a case. Um, so we want to be aggressive on that case, move cases along um, and, and, and defend it to the best we can. And I think ultimately with each individual case, uh, if you show you're aggressively defending it, then oftentimes the lawyer on the other side, if they realize that that um, the amount they were thinking they were going to get uh, is not there, then they they may decide ultimately it's not worth to pursue. Yeah, and how do you walk clients through this decision, right? Because um, some some clients are apt to they just want to get it off their plate and settle for some amount. Uh, and then others really need to take a principled stand. It's not about, it's about the money, but it's also about what, what other intangibles, right. That come out of, of, of defending 
them, themselves, their reputation, what have you. How do you walk a client through that decision matrix? Because everybody's different, I know. Well, and, you know, we have to balance because we have two roles. We are, we're the litigator, mm-hmm. right? We're there to fight, yeah. right? Um, but we're also the counselor. Sure. We have to counsel the clients on the pros and the cons of defending a case. Um, a costs go in, are, are involved. The fees that would be, have to be spent. You know, we, we don't want a client to have to pay us $100,000 in a case that, we could settle for $2,000, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's not how we do it. So we, we've got to be honest with them and from the beginning. Um, and, and that's what I think clients appreciate about us is as early as possible, we try to give them an honest evaluation of a case, um, what we think it's potentially worth, what's the downside, what's the good side. Not telling them sometimes we, you know, you don't want to tell them all the good just because you want to go try that case, right? You want to tell them both. Um, and for us, with a lot of our clients, uh, the bigger corporate clients, you know, their concern is brand protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they want to make sure we're protecting their brand. Um, and that's what we have to go into. Do they want to go try that case? Is it worth it to, to defend it? Um, and uh, But, um, you know, ultimately, we, we try to give the client as much information as a, a candid evaluation as possible and let them make the decision. If, if they decide they want us to go fight it, we're going to go fight it. Yeah, and a, and a number of your clients have got uh, in-house legal counsel as well, so they already speak your language and uh, are pretty familiar with the process. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and we, that's a that's why we're lucky in that regard. Yeah, um, and 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 there, and there are some cases that are you know that are losers, and and you just have to try to mitigate those risks as much as possible. Yeah, and and that's 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 true, that, and that's what a lot of it this is, right? It's 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 risk mitigation. Um, and, uh, because going to try a case is a huge risk. You never know what those jurors are going to do no matter how confident you think, uh, they're going to go, but yeah, it's, that's our role. Um, and I think that's what clients expect. Um, and, um, uh, I think we, we serve them well in that regard. Is there is there an industry or a uh, or, or or type of suits that that you're seeing more more growth in right now, or is that still across the board? Well, it's. I think the numbers are going up in general, um, but this won't be of any surprise to anyone in the Atlanta area. A lot of auto cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just all over the place, um, and uh, more construction on the roads, the more likelihood there's going to be an accident, and so you just keep seeing those numbers grow and grow and grow. Those have always been the biggest number of cases, but uh, they just continue to grow. Um, and uh, trucking cases, um, those have 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 grown, um, and uh, so yeah, you kind of see see those cases continue to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, because we just had a horrific one this past week. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, unfortunate, um, and uh, but it's it's the nature of, of of sort of what we do. So. Folks, we're chatting with Joe Manello and John Silverman. They are uh, attorneys with Wicker Smith. Um, John, you mentioned construction defect cases. Uh, talk about what, what some of the trends you're seeing there, if any, that uh, you think are noteworthy. Sure. Well, again, you know, with, with construction defect, um, one, of the, one of the biggest defects that has been, you know, present across the board now and, and, and in years past is, you know, sometimes water intrusion. There's always, there's always issues with water intrusion. Um, whether it's uh, an initial construction, whether it's a repair and me- remediation um, that you know was not up to to code or um, you know was not performed how a, a similarly situated contractor would perform it. Um, so, so those are the types of 
construction defect claims that we see sometimes um, in the context of um, you know homeowners associations where the same issue is pervasive throughout a number of buildings. Um, and, and those types of cases are very um, expert dependent. You know, sometimes we have to retain very specific types of engineers or, um, you know, uh, experts with expertise in some specific contracting um, trade. So, you know, those are, those are the types that we are seeing um, not, not so much high rises, um, but uh, more residential, residential claims. And what, what is the, uh, uh, I guess, is, is this a particular expertise of yours that you brought to the firm or is this, is this something that, that is, is just a feature like auto, uh, claims and auto, uh, related litigations, a, a feature of the landscape in Atlanta? Sure. Well, I, I, I definitely have a, a, a lot of experience with construction defect um, prior to working at, you know, at the Atlanta office of Wickersmith with mm-hmm. Joe, I worked in our, in Wickersmith's Naples office. Mm-hmm. Um, and Naples, Florida is, is known for um, high rises. Um, and the Fort My- Myers area is known for high rises. And a lot of that construction was, um, you know, a lot of those areas were developed in the, the late 2000s. Um, so, you know, a few years back when I was at the Naples Wickersmith office, that's when those, a lot of those construction defect claims really came to light. Um, so I had a number of cases down there where, um, you know, we were representing a general contractor or a subcontractor, um, and there were 30 other parties involved. You know, there were 25, 28, 30 subcontractors involved. Um, you know, so, so we would have these lawsuits where um, we have 30 lawyers, you know, and each each lawyer, each client has one to two experts, sometimes more. So if you think about just the number of of depositions and site inspections, um, I you know it's it's hard to even sit down and, and think about how how much experience I've had with with all of these contractors and how many depositions I I sat through and how many expert depositions. You know, some of these expert depositions and in complex construction defect cases. Um, go six, seven days, you know, Mm. and they're not always consecutive. You know, we might have a day of deposition and say, okay, well, let's continue this deposition. When are all 30 of you available next? (laughs) You know, and and sometimes it's, it's a, the next month. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so a lot of the courts down in Florida for these bigger construction defect type cases would say, okay, counsel, I, the court needs you to block all of your schedules off the third week of every single month. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if a holiday falls, keep your schedules clear. Mm-hmm. And, and those, those dates were reserved for, for, you know, whatever tasks we needed to do in, in, in those cases. Um, and, and, and so definitely a, a lot of experience, a lot of expert exposure, a lot of exposure to defect claims that, um, you know, an ordinary person don't even think about. Um, but there's a, a small violate a code violation that turns into, just a, a huge issue, mm. you know, pervasive damage throughout an entire condo. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, 
Roger, that makes my eyes roll back in my head. I mean, well, you know <laughs> how uh, complex that is. Some of our blessings. I mean, we work really hard and we have our due dates, but at least they're set. Yeah, uh, I always, right. I always feel for the lawyers where they got the courts basically handling their calendars. Oh boy, it, I learned a long time ago uh, that uh, we have no control over where we're going to be and when. Right. Um, but you, you manage it. Uh, you know, I've been lucky enough uh, with my support system. My wife has been phenomenal. I, as you know, you know, sacrificing coming to Atlanta, even that, but over the years, you know, just in what we do, um, and I know Christina's the same way is, is, you know, we, we can be called to trial at any moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're on a, we could think we're going to trial on a Monday and we could be working all weekend. And then first thing Monday morning case settles. Uh, and, uh, but that, that sacrifice, um, I think, uh, is, is something we deal with, but it's something, individually john and i can deal with but it's having that great support system that 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 the understanding family that, mm. and the spouses that that definitely allow us to do that but you're right it's it's we don't have much control um but i also tell tell a lot of young lawyers is uh, you also have a lot of freedom mm-hmm. right you that you if you don't have appointments or things you can that allows you to do other things that other people who are working nine to five every day may not have Whereas, Courtney, we know we'll be working that weekend, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Always. Right, right. That's right. That, that's right. Well, that, that's interesting that you bring this up because that, that really takes a lot of um, mental discipline to be able to stay in the game, I guess, as it were, right? I mean, with, with such uncertainty around when when you're going to get called off the bench, as, to use a sports analogy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is. I, I think the the approach you have to take is you have to assume it's going to go, you know, regardless of when, how far in advance it's going to be, whatever trial it is, you have to assume you're going to go get to a trial or, or whatever appointment it might be. Um, and if you take that approach, goes away, great. Um, but uh, but you 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 learn to manage it. You learn to manage your schedules, and you get a sense of what's going to go, what's not going to go. With more experience, you you sort of know. Um, the the likelihood of things happening. Well, Roger, Courtney, it's not like y'all uh, uh, have a small task yourself. I mean, some of these returns and filings you deal with are <laughs> stacked pretty high to the yeah. ceiling, right? Yeah, yeah, we 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 definitely have some thick returns. <laughs> yes. uh, shows there's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. There you, <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, Joe, uh, John, it's been fabulous to have you here. We're delighted to be able to. Uh, celebrate the great work you're doing and uh, glad you're here in Atlanta and that uh, you're a resource that uh, the business community and others can can look to. So we appreciate you. Before we let you go, though, let's give everyone coordinates on how they can be in touch if they want to learn more about Wicker Smith. Sure, absolutely, John. I appreciate it. And, and Roger and Courtney, thank you for having John and I, this was Pleasure. this was fun. Um, and we like everybody with website uh, wickersmith.com. Uh, we also have a presence on LinkedIn. Uh, you can see some of our um, posts, our results, uh, outcomes, those types of things. But uh, if you go to that that website, um, uh, you can get all our information. Our, our contact information is there. Uh, our different offices, and uh, happy to. Uh, help anyone on from the business side um, who, who who wants wants to use us. Terrific. Joe Manello and John Silverman from the law firm of Wicker Smith. Uh, thanks again, Joe. John, we appreciate you. Thanks. Hey, just a reminder, folks, that Frazier and, Frazier and Dieter is 
the sponsor of Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat and is one of the largest and fastest growing accounting and advisory firms in the U.S. because they serve the emerging needs of their clients as they evolve. They serve clients from the global Fortune 1000 to growing private businesses by accounting for today while advising for the future. Frazier and Dieter invest in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to FraserDieter.com. Roger, Courtney, this has been a good one. Yeah, absolutely, Courtney. Thank you for joining us. John, Joe, thank you for joining us. And uh, John, I guess the next time I see you, we will be past our uh, 2022 filing deadline. So that'll be great for us. You'll re- you will you really will be smiling, right? Hopefully. <laughs> Good deal. Well, for our guests, uh, Joe Manello and John Silverman, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat.